Hi, my name's Karen O'Connor and welcome to this episode of the Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood podcast. Thanks for tuning in. What it's about is when, like four or five years ago, when I was kind of a bit depressed and everything, um, it was difficult for me to find women that I could relate to, you know, who'd struggled going through the menopause and when the kids were leaving home and everything. So that's kind of the basic premise of the podcast is to connect with those women who are feeling a bit lost and don't know what to do or where to go. Um, Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I want to do, one of the main things that I want to do with the podcast is just to talk to women who've kind of picked themselves up and done something, you know, or Mm -hmm. even just everybody has a fabulous story to share whether they realize it or not and so you know there's quite a few of my friends that I've interviewed who've just gone through the most amazing things and come out the other side and just just to share it to give people a bit of inspiration or a bit of relief from what they're feeling or yeah just a relative thing you know connection thing so that's the whole purpose of it so you were down on my list so I went through all my friends on Facebook and my phone book and I'm like you were on my list and then you sent me that email about your podcast and went excellent perfect (laughs) timing (laughs) so good and how's your podcast going good yeah like we just um I did loads of recordings last year and then I just stalled it and installed on it and then I was like okay I'm just gonna get it out so it seems to be good so far like we just had it for like one week and we had a few episodes out in the first week so this is kind of the the first week of it live like and some people have messaged saying they loved it so far and you know I, I think you'll get you're the same as well as me like we're total like extroverts and we love being around people and talking and listening and sharing and um I think that's the one thing that I just love it like I love interviewing the people I feel always invigorated yeah. after them and yeah it's kind of like I just get to talk to people I like and that inspire me um <laughs> and it, I'm like it's a total like feed my own soul thing as well so yeah um it's been brilliant. And it's so interesting what you're saying, because like, I feel like you, you know, our like, well, in our feng shui community, it's a lot of women who are in that similar place who are a bit stuck. Mm. And then they're like, well, what can I do? What can I do to change things around? And they're like, well, I can do my house. I could do something with my house. And that's mm. where another change. So I was like, yeah, that's actually perfect as well. And of course I've loads of crazy stories of evolving into this uh, as well. So all cool. It is actually, I hadn't made that connection, but you're quite right. You know, when people want change, one of the things they can do is change their house. That's an easier one. Let's change the house around, make it feel better, and that's like a springboard to moving their life forward. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even considered that. Exactly. You know, I might um, take this first bit and just put it into the podcast because everything's recording. So I'm here today with Patricia Lohan, who is an amazing person, apart from being an amazing person. She's also an amazing feng shui expert as well. I can't tell you how good it is to talk to you. Like It's been a couple of years since we connected. It has been, and I'm so excited to chat to you. So what happened was Patricia and I met up at a Denise Duffield Thomas event didn't we do you remember that's and right then, Australia yes and then we connected because you did some feng shui work on your house on my house not your, mm-hmm. well you did it yours but on my house so 
I want to do two things today because the purpose of this podcast, the reason why I'm talking to you is actually twofold. One is that I find the fact that you've moved from not so sunny island to really sunny Bali. You've just shifted all the way around the world, halfway mm-hmm. around the world. So I do want to talk to you about that and all of that kind of thing on a personal level. But I also want to talk to you, obviously, about the feng shui. Mm-hmm. So can you explain a bit about what feng shui is to start with and then we'll take it from there? Yes, of course. So feng shui is um, often known as the ancient art of um, placement, but I actually don't care where your furniture is. (laughs) And I think you can testify (laughs) to that as well, because 99% of the time feng shui is actually about like acupuncture for your home. Your home is either attracting what you want or repelling it. And if it is repelling it, you will see it in lots and lots of ways in your life, in your bank account, in your health, in your relationships with your family. And the thing is, and what I feel like is like in the personal development world that so many of us are kind of in and we're reading these books about improving ourselves and doing everything, you know, it's kind of like, it's your own fault. It's your fault. This stuff is happening. You need to work harder. You need to do the mindset. You need to do this. And for me, and I'll share how I got into this was that actually, um, I'm saying to people, you know what? Like it could actually be your house. (laughs) And 99% of the time, someone who finds me, I'm like, it is your house. Because your house, your life is like pushing you towards to say there's something, there's a red flag going on here with the energy of your home. And we can work on it very easily to actually improve the the flow of what it is you want in your life. Now, this feels and sounds probably so far out for some people. And they're like, what? But honestly, it's just one of these things that works. You don't need to believe in it. And you You may have heard lots of things about feng shui being like, keep the toilet seat down and, you know, hang this weird frog in this corner Mm -hmm. of your house and do this. And to be honest, 99% of that is like not true. It's just like, (laughs) that's what really drives me crazy. Most of the time when people come to me, they're very stuck in their lives. There's something going wrong. And they're like, I've tried everything. This is my last resort or I'm going to do the feng shui, or they've had this kind of like, I've always felt like there's something off with this house since we moved in. This hasn't felt right. And they've done lots of things. And that's where they end up with me. And I'm like, okay, let's do, turn on the magic, get things flowing again for you. Um, So that's like my simple way of explaining it. And, you know, even if you had no furniture in your house, your house could still be bad feng shui. Even if your house has is interior designed and like the most magnificent mansion in the world, it could still be bad feng shui. Um, and there's many, many, many different factors that kind of can create that feng shui that isn't positive. But to be honest, what I would say to you is, first of all, it goes with creating a positive relationship with your home. That's really interesting what you say, because there's so many books out there, because I I remember looking into feng shui like 15 years, maybe more, probably more ago, and buying those little books that are available at the bookstore, and it says, oh, put a plant here and stick six coins there and don't have a mirror facing this way, and and it just seemed like it was more interior design than... Mm -hmm anything else that was how it landed for me but it's is it that or is it something different you know what that is I feel like it's almost like how would I describe this um it's like I'm an energy healer for your home 
(laughs) and when we work with the energy of your home it's going to like that's going to create like the that's going to change the fundamental core energy shifts and make improve the energy of your house whereas i'm not an interior designer or for example i'm not i have like an energy healer for a person if we work with the energy of your person we're working with the energy of your home i'm not going to give you like fashion advice or like (laughs) you know hair color advice that's what an interior that's what a hairdresser does or what a fashion stylist does so but an energy works on the energy and makes you feel better from the inside out that makes so much sense and and one of the things i hate about the whole personal development market is it tends to come from a place of there's something wrong with you that you need to fix yeah as opposed to you're already absolutely brilliant and you just need to get rid of stuff that's getting in the way of you experiencing that and you were saying you know when you talk to people about feng shui quite often it's that the energy's not moving around and they're not experiencing great energy from everything and and it's easy to do that with the house with changing yes. things in the house i think that yeah oh so we were talking about like the different stages stages of like the um, you know, people who, who, you know, empty nesters, you're like kind of getting a bit stuck. Yeah. You're like, what am I going to do? What am I doing with my life? Like looking around. And I always think that like a lot of our community um, in our feng shui program would be from that place. Cause it's like women who have achieved a lot, done a lot. They're looking around going, I want to change something. And it's really easy. Like start with your home, you know, start yeah. with changing the energy of your home. Like that is going to be a beautiful start and it's going to make you feel better. It's going to improve the energy of your house. It's going to make everybody who comes in feel happier and better. And you'll be amazed. And I've seen some miraculous shifts in women who, who literally kind of really moved into their more creative side, who started like dressing more feminine as a result of like bringing the balancing, balancing energy of their homes kind of like rippled into this beautiful flow in their lives. That's so interesting that you say that because I can completely see it happening. I mean, I've seen women in your group who've done exactly that. Like they seem different a few months later. (laughs) They look different. They're doing different things. They're like so much more confident. It's just a totally different energy from them. Yeah. And to think that that they could have been at home thinking that there was something wrong with them and they were blocking it. But actually, once they started working with the energy of their house, it's like mirrored because when you start working with the energy of your house, it flicks back onto you as well. So it's like this um, symbiotic thing. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It just helps. It just makes you feel, I mean, without being woo-woo about it, it makes you feel better about yourself because you're Mm -hmm. in an, an environment that you enjoy being in as opposed to like for example we were renovating a house years ago and we had to walk through a building site and and storage and rubbish and all this stuff to get into the house and I remember after about three or four months of this going mental at John I'm going if you don't get that cleared I'm going to do mm-hmm. something about it. I will get a bobcat in and do it because I cannot do this anymore because it was really stressing me out just having to walk from my car to the house through a mess. Yeah. I, and it really impacted me and I didn't realise how much better I felt until after it had all gone. And I just it was like this massive weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. And you were going through like an obstacle course to get into your house. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like that is going to be creating so much like friction from the minute you get, 
get to your house. You just get there and you're like, oh, you know, you can't get in. It's not a sense of flow and ease. And obviously also if you're coming in that back end, like the actual energy getting to get to your house was really hard. So it was mm. probably hard, like even being there because um, energy couldn't get in easily. It was like blocking it. So you just weren't being like supported by your house because yeah. it couldn't, the energy couldn't, couldn't get in. It's like yeah. your house was starving. <laughs> it was. It absolutely was. It was a really interesting experience for me because that was one of the first times I really went, ah, oh. I mean, I've, I've always known when a house isn't right for me as soon mm-hmm. as I walk in. And I think we all do. You know, when we're yeah. going looking at houses, we get a general vibe about the house. Do I, is, this, is this a nice house or not? And you see it if you watch any of those programs on TV where people yeah. walk in and go, oh, it's not the house for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And a big question that I often ask clients and when I've looked at houses myself, I'm like, who lived here before and why are they moving? That can be a really big indicator. Like the, the nice thing about feng shui is that we can work with whatever you have. Like, so no matter what's going on, it's, there's always something that you can do to balance it, to remedy it. Like I've never told anyone they need to move house, but it is an indicator. You know, I'm, I'm actually just was chatting to my sister and she was saying that her friend is going through a divorce and she was saying to me, oh, you know what? Um, I was just chatting to her and she was saying that the people who lived in this house before had had a divorce and you know that energy stays there mm-hmm. and for me as a feng shui consultant I'm not gonna ever say oh don't move in there but I'm like oh my god we definitely need to get some energy in there supporting like relationships because there's obviously something not supportive of relationships in that house so can you give me a few examples of you know when people have changed their house what's happened the first one comes to mind is 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 Miriam act oh no Miriam, she wasn't at the event that that event it was at a different event similarly in Australia and she actually came to me because her ch- kids weren't coming back to spend time in her house so she was a bit like god I really want like more family time but the kids are not staying here then they just don't feel called to be here they were over at her ex-husband's so she called ca- we, we worked on the energy of her home she actually teaches manifesting so she's all into like energy and alignment and kind of twinkle god I have everything else in alignment except my house So we did the work, we put in the remedies, got it all balanced and obviously all good on the family front. The kids started getting on better and everything, but her business doubled the first month and trebled the second month. Wow. So like without even intentionally like setting out to improve her business, it, 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 it happened. So for me, this is the nice thing. And what I love about feng shui is the fact that it's all encompassing. It's like, oftentimes it's women who come to me who want to balance, who want to shift their lives. They want to see more flow of money, like they want it better in, in their relationships or their families, or, you know, for entrepreneurial women who work from home, who want like more media exposure. Like I have Tanya, who every time she put a feng shui remedy in last year, she ended up on TV. So she had 14 TV, she had 14 TV appearances. And her husband was just like, oh my God, I cannot like make this stuff up, you know, like, and that's where the fun also begins with it because it's not just you who benefits, it's everybody. So when I say it, when I say it to people who kind of come on this journey of feng shui, I'm like, this is, this is an investment in you and your family and your children and your career and everything, because it's going to ripple effect into everything. So for example, like Talmar came, she wanted more visibility in her business. So she has a great business and she wanted more visibility. So the very first thing that happened, we worked on her career area. So we work on all areas, we're doing a career area. 
Um, the next day, her son won a scholarship worth $70,000. So his career or his like his, you know, education got a huge burst the minute we worked on her area. Now, it just went to the complete um, extreme with, with, um, with Talmar because she literally got featured on a TV show for a, a rebrand for her business. So she was on a TV show like for like eight episodes with her entire business being like featured and being made visible and rebranded. I was like, I can't make this stuff up. Like it is for me, that's the the fun thing. It's like the stories and the success is so like beyond my wildest dreams, which I absolutely adore. So how did you get into it? Because this, you're an Irish girl. How did an I, Irish girl? I know, I know. So an Irish girl who was like 15, I got my first book about feng shui when I was 15. Now, I just have to also say this, like my parents are not into this kind of thing. Like obviously I have their house feng shui So I go home to Ireland every year. I have it all feng shui And mom checks on a few things, you know. I'm like, oh, have you done this? Did you do that? You know, but really I have no idea. We, we moved house 22 times growing up. So I know that I always had this connection with home. And at that age, it was the first time I was going to be allowed to kind of fully have my own bedroom. And I was so, so excited. So I um, was able to redecorate it. And I asked for books about feng shui for Christmas. So that was my first foray into it. And I really just got kind of hooked into it. I was like reading it and studying it. And a bit like most people, I got to this phase where I was like, this is getting too complicated. There's like numbers and years and all this stuff and compasses. And that's where it kind of got like, this is too complicated too confusing so I just did the basic things I could around my house and about like three years later I actually made my parents like remember when the internet went like beep and you had to like listen to the tag thing I found a woman in Ireland who was doing feng shui and I got her to come like my parents like honestly they're just the most amazing people and open-minded but she came down and looked at their business and um, she was supposed to give, oh, when I think back, I really want to get a refund from her all these years later because I have no idea what she told us, but it was just totally like a bit like what I was saying, that other stuff that everyone hears out there, the feng shui is. But um, I made them hire a feng shui consultant. This is how like passionate I was about this subject, unknowing to me. So obviously I've either done it in a past life or something, but um in my late 20s, I had, I had actually worked um, for my family for many years. I um, ran a business with them, with my dad for many, many years. And um, I left that, like basically completely burned out, exhausted, like this not following my soul's path and skipped off to India and became like a yoga teacher and did all this spiritual stuff. Um, and I eventually moved back to Dublin with 50 euros, started my business in like holistic practice with yoga and sound healing and all of this. And I was like sleeping in a little single room in my friend's house because I couldn't afford rent, um, cycling on my other friend's bicycle because I couldn't afford any transport. <laughs> and basically, like eventually my business started to take off and started to make a bit of money. And I finally was able to like manifest an apartment to live in. And when I moved into this apartment, I'll never forget, I turned around to my new flatmate. I said, I'm not leaving here until I am moving in with my future husband to our home house. And she roared laughing. I can just see her throwing her head back, blonde head, ro roaring, laughing at me. And I was like, I am deadly serious. So the, that was the first thing I just, the first thing I did was like, this was my apartment. I'm setting this place up for love. This guy is coming in. That's it. So I set it all up for love. 
um, I did my bedroom and I did all the kind of like surface stuff that I knew and I researched. Um, and very soon afterwards, I actually met my husband, Ken. Now, it does get a bit better and a bit crazier because when I got to Ken's house after Manny, after a while of dating, he brings, we go for walks in the countryside and he's like, oh, come for tea to my house. And he's built this beautiful house in the countryside. And I'm walking around and I'm like, he has feng shui this place. He's feng shui this. And the bedroom was all set up for love. And I was like, he's feng shui this. And I was like, have you feng shui this? And he's like, no, 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 no. He did. So he had also been into feng shui in his 20s and had done some of the things. So we both had this like underlying interest in feng shui and that kind of brought us together. And all of a sudden, um, people started asking me, how did you meet Ken? And I was like, oh, I met him. Like I did this, I did this. And obviously like, you know, so that was kind of the start of people questioning me about this process. But it all started getting a bit more crazier because at that time I had a, my own holistic practice. Like I wasn't looking for like a new career. I was very happy. I did sound healing. I trained people in sound healing and I did one-to-one therapy with clients clearing their inner beliefs and blocks. Now, I have always like, you know, when the teacher's ready, when the student's ready, the teacher appears and some feng shui masters came to Ireland and I was like on it. I was at their workshops. I was learning more. I was like, oh my God, I love this. Just drinking it up for my own personal like, fascination um but I would be with my clients like doing my kinesiology or my body talk and and going like what there's something coming up about your bedroom how long have you lived in your house what's happening here and they looked at me like I had 10 heads they're like what are you talking about thought you're talking about this trauma when I was eight and I'm like well yeah but like there's something going on with your house and that's where it really like sank in with me I was like we're doing all this amazing inner work with these clients they were flying it like going out the door yet they would walk into a house that was like bad for people or bad for money or was like full of clutter and it was like blocking them so that's how this all kind of combined for me because then my clients started like my my one-to-one clients started becoming my feng shui clients and um it was just kind of rolled from that point um so I, I just did feng shui on the side in Ireland for my own clients. Um, but we discovered that, you know, I kind of quickly said I moved to India and, you know, scooted all, off over that for a bit. But I really wanted to have a business that I could travel and live in different countries and travel more and have freedom. And of course, I'd built, I ended up building a business where everyone came to me in person. I went to people's houses. <laughs> I sold, in, sold like bowl, singing bowls. Like everything was like a kind of bricks and mortar business. And it wasn't kind of, I was like, this, something needs to change. I want to travel. I want to do stuff online. So myself and Ken got married. And then we were talking about our honeymoon. And we we're like, let's go to India. Let's go to Bali. Let's go. So we headed off to Bali. I quit my practice. I quit everything. I'm like, I'm going to do something online. And I had no idea what it was going to be. Like, no idea. I never even thought that we would be end up having like hundreds of people doing feng shui with us every year, like transforming their lives. Like, no idea at all. Um, but that's how it unfolded when we got to Bali. So why? Okay, two things. <sighs> What made you go to India in the first place and what made you move to Bali? So my mom actually fired me. Um, (laughs) 
So I basically, I had run this business with my dad and my mom was kind of in the sidelines for a while, for many years. And they went to visit my sister who lives in Australia. And I was then like looking after everything. And it was very stressful. I was like, that's when I first started, I was like 23 with like 34 staff or something like it was nuts and that like kind of kept going full steam ahead for seven years so mom and dad headed to Australia they came back and everyone was saying to mom like oh my god you must be so sad like Nick was over in Australia you must be so lonely without her like blah 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 and mom was like no she's so happy and like as a mom Karen you know you're just like you just want your children to be happy like and mom's like, no, she's so happy. Why would I be sad? Like, it's great. She's so happy. Like, obviously it's, it's ha- sad that she's far away, but I'm happy she's happy. And mm. she literally, as she was having that exact conversation, she looked up because we had a bar and restaurant and off license. She looked up and she, in the restaurant, she looked up and she saw me and our eyes kind of crossed and she, like the penny dropped for her. And she was like, my daughter in Australia is so happy, but my daughter standing in front of me is literally dying on the inside. Like this business is killing her. So a, a day or two later, we were upstairs um, and she says, I think you need to leave. I think you need to leave Lowen's. And I was like, yes. And no, I swear to God, popped out of my mouth. I'm going to India to become a yoga teacher. I had <laughs> honestly never considered this. It was like not a, a planned out, plotted path. And just for co- in context of like my yoga experience was one class of yoga every Wednesday a week and um I'd been on a one week retreat so let's just say I was no yogi or like passionate yogini to head to India but it's what popped out and it's what I did and I just went with it and that's how I ended up in India because basically my mouth said it <laughs> your brain had nothing my, to do with it my brain had nothing to do it uh, with it and I went I actually intend, went to India for a month and ended up there for um for nearly a year and a half or like for yeah for so long and I had this huge like spiritual awakening and the most powerful um just stepping into a flow of the unknown because I never knew what was going to happen the next day I never knew where I was going and weird things popped out of my mouth at different times like I'm going to Nepal to be to I'm going to Nepal and everyone was like I thought you're going to travel in the world and I'm like no I'm going to Nepal now and it was like literally these little things that kind of kept happening and I ended up going to Nepal training in sound healing sending fruit bowls back to my mom because my mom was like what are you gonna do with these fruit bowls and I'm like no they're for sound healing <laughs> so <laughs> it all just yeah so that's how um, India came I think that was that the first question and this I can't remember the second one how old were you then so I was 28 um yeah it was just around 28 29 yeah and the other thing that I didn't say at the beginning is you, in your Facebook profile, you actually have a middle name, Parashakti, don't you? I Obviously, do. that's where it came from because that's I did wonder. Yes. So where does it come from? So Parashakti comes from when I was in the ashram in India. And it's so funny because when I put it on my name, loads of people message going, I messaged my mom going, has Patricia got married to an Indian? Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't marry an Indian, no. Um, but uh, 
So Parashakti was the name given by the um, the guru at the ashram to me. And I honestly feel like I put that name on my profile all those years ago. And I feel like it's what's been the guiding light in my journey because para means all and Shakti means divine feminine power. And I think, you know, despite, you know, teaching feng shui, for me, feng shui is disguised as empowering women to step into their true lives and allow their homes to support them, create the vision for what they want. So that's really how it's all unfolded. Like I just really have ended up helping women get into their own energy and step into their power. But um, it was kind of funny because when I got that name and he gave me the the definition like, oh, you know, divine, feminine, wisdom, knowledge and action, power. I was a bit like intimidated to say the least. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and when my friend got Zita, lover of Krishna or something like that. <laughs> and it was like, she's like, I'm the lover of Krishna and you are a Shakti. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that's how I got that name. <laughs> Because so, I was going to, you, you said earlier on that most of your clients are women. Do you yeah. think this, and I was going to say, why are most of your clients women? But it's kind of, it is, that's coming together to me now, you know, because you've got yeah. that name and is it, yeah. is it because of all this? What are your I think it is because of this. I do feel like it's very connected to that. And, you know, it's weird. Like, I think feng shui just doesn't really appeal to men it's almost like we have had like a couple of guys in our program um but what is so fun is how the guys become the biggest fans of feng shui so like i had a voicemail last week from a girl who was like thank she just was like i don't know i wake up to these things Trish, I just want to message you to say thank you for changing my entire life and transforming it. I'm so grateful. I'm eternally grateful. Like, you know, I was scared about getting the mortgage when I bought this house. All got sorted. I put in my remedies. My, my new partner just turned up in my life. He's just got a brand new job. I've just been offered a job. We got engaged. I'm expecting a baby. I was just like, oh my God. Like, I hadn't heard the girl from the girl in months. And this is like, I was like, wow, amazing, amazing, amazing. And then she says, like, which is the icing on the top of the cake for me. She's just like and my partner is like so passionate about the feng shui and he's making sure that everything is looked after and he's just like totally honest because he's benefited so much he can feel it and that's where it is because he was kind of very stuck in his old job and now he's getting this new job and he's been released from his old one and all this good stuff and I was like that's it it's like the ripple effect again the partner is is on it then um when they feel the benefits so why do you think it appeals to women more I don't know, maybe it's that nurturing part of us. You know, it's that nurturer part of us that we, um, that like, that women are, have been traditionally like the the house, you know, the, the nurturers, the carers, looking after the home. And also, you know, feng shui is energy work. Like women are so mm-hmm. much more intuitive. <laughs> you know, I, I was actually going to say that and I thought, you know, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, absolutely. We're much more in tune with our with energy than most guys are, which is a vast generalization, but you know. Um, and you know what? Yeah, I feel like men are get getting better at it, but we're just yeah. naturally like we're just naturally tuned in and more mm. tapped in. Yeah, I think so. And now I'm having a menopause moment and I've forgotten what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was having so much. It's just shocking. So let's go back to what you were saying earlier. So when you moved, why did you move to Bali? That was the second question. Oh, why yeah. did you move to Bali? So we went to India because we both had been to India individually and we'd never been there together. So we're like, let's go to India. We both love it. Let's do that. Exciting. And we got to India and we really, it just was not a good fit for both of us there together. You know, it just, things didn't flow easily. But what did happen was we met this French guy and Every day he would be like, Bali, Ubud, Bali, Bali, Bali. He just basically <laughs> kept talking about it. And I had a friend who lived in the Gili Islands and he was actually the person who told me about the ashram in India that I ended up going to. So, and he was my first yoga teacher. So I, I feel like he has always kind of like, kind of dropped the little like nuggets for me to end up like going there. So yeah. he was living in Gili Tea at the time. Um, which is a beautiful island just off off Bali. And I said, oh, he said, come visit, come visit on your honeymoon. So we're like, okay. I was like, well, that's perfect. I'm going to come. So we went to visit him. And before that, he messaged me and he's like, you are going to need at least a month in Ubud, Patricia. Like you're going to need at least a month. And I was like, okay, forearmed, forewarned, uh, four forearmed. We arrived in Bali. Both Ken and I were in the car because we'd had like a weird... Uh, India was just weird for us both. It was baby, it was just Goa. I have no idea. But we both landed and I was in the car once I, you know, in the taxi looking out going, this feels really good. This feels really good. And Ken was saying the exact same thing to himself. And we were both like afraid kind of to jinx it because this is like, this is really nice. And we found a lovely accommodation. We found a house the next day. And you know, I'm Irish. Having a swimming pool means that you have made it. Like literally you've made it. So we, we went to this house and it had this amazing swimming pool, jungle view. And this lovely guy showed us it. And I was like, yeah, I want to take it. Yeah, I want to take it. And both Ken and I were both, yeah, we want it. And the guy goes, minimum six months. And we both just said simultaneously without even talking to each other. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That was it. Like, so that's how we ended up here. And that was like over four years ago. So you're still in Abud. Are you still in that same house? No, we have like tried lots of houses here. Also, like our vision is to build our own feng shui home here. And that's been also a really interesting journey, like living in different houses and, you know, feng shuiing them, learning from them, the environment, what we like, what we don't like. So we're not in the same house. So we've tried several different ones here. And why were you, <laughs> that sounds really bad. So you spent most of last year traveling into, into the US and back to Ireland, did you? I love, I had like this huge calling to New York the last few years and we would love to be like closer to Ireland if possible. So that is one of the places that we would consider like, you know, having a place or kind of not necessarily relocating to, but being for a part of the year. So we went there to try it out. So like, I think that also one of the big things for, for me is like, you know, creating and designing the life that we want even even if it doesn't it sounds weird to everybody else like we love skiing so at the start of last year we spent in Slovenia we spent two to three months there and we went skiing we absolutely loved it um so we did so we were there and then we went to New York 
Um, and then where I was back in Bali because I ran a retreat here. So, and then we were like, let's go to New York and suss it out and figure out if this is a place that we'd really love to be. And we did go to New York and we were like, well, we'll never live in Manhattan. Like we did live, we lived right in the middle of Soho. You know, it's like, you know, experiencing things that you'd like never get a chance to do. But I had a friend who doesn't, who live, who goes to Europe for the summer. She's a gorgeous apartment in Soho. I met her on an airplane flying from like New York to Texas, like a couple of years ago. And it was just like perfect time. I messaged her. I said, oh, I'm coming to New York for the summer. She's like, oh, my place is available. <laughs> like, okay, let's take it. So that's how we ended up there. And then um, we ended up back in Ireland and um, redecorated our own house, refurbed it and have that up on Airbnb. So it's kind of going to give us this flexibility that when we want to go to Ireland. We can be in our lovely house there rather than having it out long term. So um, yeah, we're kind of like figuring out the places that we'd like to spend more time, time in as opposed to just Bali. That was actually where I was going with that question about spending last year in the States and, and Ireland because it, it where I was going with it is you kind of, you really created the kind, you live your life like I want to do this and so this is what I'm going to try. And yeah. so it's not just that you've moved to Bali and you've stayed in Bali, it's that you've moved to Bali and you're experiencing that, but there's heaps of other things you want to do as well. And that's yeah. something that I really admire because I, I hate the term, oh, this is my forever home, because that's just yeah. not something I can do. Like, I hate it for me. I get that lots of other people want to do it, but I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I want to experience things. I know exactly and the weird thing about us is that we love like traveling but also what I've what we've learned and I think this is the other part it's like you have to go experience it to learn it like I Mm. did think oh my god I would like love to live in Manhattan like smack bang in the middle of Manhattan like yes and we did and I was like never again like (laughs) Never again. I want to be out in Long Island where there's a beautiful beach where I can have loads of nature and I can get on a train one hour and be in Manhattan and have that there. Like that, like, and it was so interesting because if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't have known. And the same goes for us being in Greece. We were in Greece. We were like, oh my God, we love it here. Slovenia, we lived there for three months and I was like, never again. My husband would like move there tomorrow. He loved it so much. We ended up going back there again. Like, yeah, it was so fun because he's just like, I love it let's 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 go back and I'm like no like for like a weekend okay but you know that's the thing is like trying it testing it and then like creating it for what you want because ultimately it's like having a home in each place would be our ideal place ideal scenario because of the um coming and going it was very ungrounding for us and for our business last year and we just learned a lot about ourselves in that changing and in that transitioning from different apartments. Like in Manhattan, you know, we lived in like an apartment. I don't know. It was definitely a multi-million dollar apartment, but it was a studio. Like it had a Murphy bed. It was beautifully, exquisitely designed. And like, I was like downstairs uh, to Carl Carl Lagerfield and, and um, who else was on our street? Like it was all these like famous designer stores, like Chanel around the corner. And I'm like, this is amazing. I thought that this is exactly what I would love but it's like not at all. And how do you think the feng shui, you know, doing all the feng shui and everything, because obviously you've gone from living in Ireland, you yeah. had a brief stint in India with Ken and they went, nah, this isn't it. Went to Bali and went, okay, this is where we put down our roots, but without a permanence to it almost. Mm. 
it's kind of like you feel safe enough energetically to go, all right, this is the base and then we'll go there and come back and then we'll go there and come back. Is that how it is? And how does feng shui help? This is so interesting because um, we definitely learned a lot from that. And that was really one of the main reasons why we created like our base in Ireland and have that all feng shui. So we know when we walk in there, we're going to be like supported and like, yes. And here in Bali, like we have sort sort some land and we've like plans for a new house to build and that would be like our base because that sense of ungrounded and moving to different places and different energies is exhausting but the feng shui really does help because it's like almost like you get this kind of your house gives you a hug (laughs) and you know that it's supportive whereas like in some houses if you're just there temporarily like you know we were in apartments for like a month or two I still feng shui them but it takes time for the energy to settle and and stay and be like more constant so it would have be it was kind of it was just interesting for us to feel those different dynamics and ultimately it'll be to have like a proper base here that will just be like ah like we know where we're going my clothes will be hanging in the wardrobe like that's the plan <laughs> so your business you've managed to set up a really successful business online haven't you yes <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing and um, like it's it blows my mind every day when I think of it because like we got honestly came to Bali and I was like okay I'm gonna do so I'd done some kind of online stuff before people had been asking me about how I met Ken and I had like a kind of like a soulmate program but ultimately for me it's like it starts at home like get your house sorted and then if there is still things not flowing you know then you need to look at something on the interior for yourself you, there's something going on that you're blocking it like yourself you know so when I started with the feng shui we just did a beginner's course we had six people join it it was just like the most exciting thing but what I figured from this like basic beginner's program was they needed more you know so the houses are either like good for people or bad for people good for money or bad for people but I need more information so I we ended up kind of doing it quite manually people would like email me their floor plans email me their photos we would look at their houses on google maps and figure it all out and then create their personal report and drip feed it now one of the things that kind of, I don't know, that I ended up, why I didn't do as much feng shui in Ireland as I had would have liked, I suppose, or it just didn't unfold that way, was because clients would hire me. I would go to their house. I'd be like, this is what you have to do. Da, 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 da. And they would do a few things. You know, they would like do this and this. And they would then be like, oh, I, you know, they wouldn't get the amazing results that I've talked about earlier because, you know, action means, you know, to, to get results, you have to implement. And they would kind of like, I don't know what it was because I would give them so much information in one go. Um, it was just the essence and the nature of doing consultations that way. And when we started doing it online, it was phenomenal because we had this community of other people doing it. You know, someone's like left on their own with their report. Like, what do I do? How do I put it in? What's my, you know, so they have this support that everyone was doing it together. We had group calls, implementing it. And that's how we still do it. And there's just, you've got these cheerleaders supporting you and people who have done it ahead of you. People are at the same place. People are behind and we all kind of, you know, keep going. And that's where it just built so much momentum because the better, the more implementation people did, the better results they got, the easier it was for me to like promote feng shui because I was like, oh my God, like this happened and then this happened. And, you know, 
this person's having a baby. This person's just landed like 10 new clients. Like this person, you know, that, that it's like, and those women became like the biggest cheerleaders for it as well. So that's how it kind of unfolded. Like it was, it kind of took on a life of its own. That's really fascinating because you did it so quickly as well. You know, I'm very impatient person, so it doesn't feel like that. (laughs) It's like, I want to be like 10 million steps ahead. And my husband, Ken, is just like, oh my God, slow down, Patricia. Like, you know, in the last few years, you know, we've built that business. I've written a book. I've been on TV. I've like done, like started a podcast, like all the things. And, um, you know, I just wanted it all done. Like last year (laughs) was not quick enough. (laughs) So I'm learning the patience thing slowly but surely but yeah a lot has happened in this time and the momentum has been phenomenal and um yeah it really has its own kind of life now because built special software like we really dived into like how can we make this the easiest way to do it I think that's one of the things that you know people are a bit scared that I'm going to tell them to move house or knock their walls or do something like crazy and I'm like no 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 we'll just use what you've got we're going to bring some elements in like fire or metal earth you know exactly what an acupuncturist would use or you know and get the energy running fluidly around your house and let's bring in all the good stuff so tell me more about the software that you've got what does that do so um we used to do everything manually and people would like email everything in so now we built this questionnaire so people submit all their information it's just really easy for us to do the analysis of people's homes so it's like you know some people like people when i go to someone's like house just to visit they think I'm going to be able to like feng shui it without like doing it. I'm like, no, I need to know when it was built. I need to know like the floor plans. I need to, you know, just from me standing here physically, I can look at some aesthetic things just like as an interior, like, you know, from a aesthetic, like, oh, that you'd be better putting this here or that, you know, these tweaks. For example, I went to a friend's house in New York. We visited her apartment and she specifically said, oh my God, I put his desk here because, you know, it's good feng shui. And because she said that, like, I would never give, like, consult, like, kind of really advice unless I'm kind of invited. But I felt like, and I was like, I was like, would you like a little piece of advice? Like, just on that positioning of the desk? And she was like, yes. And I was like, well, just move it this way with his back like this and sit like this. And she was like, okay. And like the next day she, like, she messaged me, that was like on a weekend. And she messaged me the following week and she's like, oh my God, we've just had our biggest week of sales ever since we moved the desk. I was like, yeah yes I could see that because he was like pushing things away the way it was situation I was like you're pushing things away and I was like move it so you can call things in but I don't know I was saying but yeah so that's where the software ended up coming because we need all this information we need some information from our clients before we can give the um give the recommendations that are exact for them so it's not like a it's not like a, a cookie cutter like approach for every, every, not every house is completely unique, which is also some things that people don't know about feng shui is it's like, it's your house is completely unique. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, you can read the same about a book in that area, but it may not be there. It's the shape of your house. All this, there's so many contributing factors to it. So the software we built just basically helps us bring all of that information together to do our analysis a lot quicker and more efficiently for our clients. <laughs> you know the different energies the house has and you've got to go away and work it out do people's own personalities come into it because some people like a house and some people won't how does that work oh that's a great question so we have our own personal like personal um kind of like feng shui as well based on our year of birth and 
not that a house you won't like it but for example if there was a if the shape of the house was a specific shape it could be missing like the el- the eldest daughter area could be missing which would then make it very difficult for the eldest daughter to really flourish in that house so we we will work on like giving remedies of like how to balance that and all of that but yeah so that could be one factor and the other will be your own personal energy so you could be a for example, if you had a fire element house and you were wood element, it may deplete you. You may feel more depleted than someone else in the house. But at the same time, I, we, don't, it's, we don't really go too much into that because I'm like, once the energies are harmonized, it's going to be pretty supportive ultimately. There's just was, many layers. I, I, many layers. I could go down the path of Ugh. eldest daughter place and eldest son, and I'm mm. just not going to because we'll be here for the next hour. I know. And that's why I have like an eight week program because I'm like, there's so much information. <laughs> well, that was where I was going to go next because I know in the groups that you've got on Facebook, you're really, really active in there and you give out so much information. So if people want to find out more, I mean, obviously, obviously I'll put up links on the webpage and everything, but you do have Facebook groups and where is the best place to find you? and What do you offer? What's your starting point and where do you go from there? Yeah, so the starting point is to come to patricialowen.com and that's where I have like loads of video tips um, about feng shui to get started, my book and also my free group access to that where I have a free group where I give like tips and insights and share different things. Um, And I also have a class that you can get started with like where to get started with feng shui um, on my website. So that's kind of the best place to get started. Just go there and once you get there, you'll get access to my weekly podcast. Every Friday I release a podcast about feng shui so um i have my interview podcast um interview guests each week but i also do a specific feng shui one for people to get some tips and insights and get their questions answered as well so come to patricialowen.com sign up for my class that i have running right now or how to unlock the hidden energy of your home and then you'll be able to be tapped into all the other exciting things that are going on in my world and they are exciting i'm I'm a big fan i've got to say (laughs) I think we've been going for about 50 minutes now (laughs) oh my god we see I do you remember I just remember vividly the first time we met and we just couldn't stop talking we were like oh my god we were dancing on the dance floor and singing at the tops of our voices so fun so (laughs) it was great (laughs) so I think is there is there anything else that I've asked you that you'd like to communicate at the moment No, I am just so grateful for this opportunity. I hope this is a benefit for people. I hope it just like gave you a nudge in the right direction to take some action around your house or in your life and um, know that it's like never too late to start something new. And my motto is like, it all starts at home. Get started there. It's easy. I was just going to say that. I think that point you made right at the start about you know if you want to make changes in your life this is actually the easiest way to do it and I've never thought of that before that's absolutely brilliant you know start with the small things rather than going oh there's something wrong with me start with the small things and change things in your environment that you're able to change quite easily but which will make a massive difference to you in the way you're feeling about yourself and the energy you get and just giving you more life force I think that's actually that's a brilliant idea totally (laughs) thank you very much thank you I I was just like wow 
That's such a good idea. Yes, I get it now. So, so good. Thank you so much. It's been such good fun as always. And we could definitely carry on talking for about another hour. I know. Two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone will be like, shut up, guys. I've got to go. That has. It's it's been such good fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood podcast. Don't forget that all the links and information that we've spoken about in this podcast is available on the podcast page of my website. Thanks so much for listening. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next time. Bye for now.